I'm gonna do my wife and also some children in their butts. What a lyricist. Nick Bate. Unbelievable. You know, you, you're not a lyricist. You don't write lyrics. I do write lyrics. I've written lots of songs. Really? Yeah, not in the Isotopes, but in other bands I've been in. All right, let's start the creep off. Let's do it. Creepos, welcome to another edition of the World's Worst Contest. It's the Creep Off. My name is Vinny, and this is my pal, Hot C -C -C Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Boy, how you doing, buddy? I like how we forced it out of the gate. Just forced it. Fucking nailed it, I thought. So, a uh, big show today, Carl. But before we get too far into uh, our theme this week, let's talk about last week's episode, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about it. We I thought I brought a really compelling argument and probably deserved a victory. Well, I disagree. Oh, you I don't disagree think with you that? had anywhere near as good of an argument as I had. I had a teacher who was spoon-feeding children come, and you had a lady who banged a 12-year-old and got pregnant twice. Correct. Right. Yes. And then married the poor kid, and the guy... Had to live with his high school crush or his junior high crush the rest of his life, which yeah. sucks. So here's the deal. I've been getting a lot of shit this week. People are not happy with me. <laughs> Is it because of the cheating? No, that was, there was no cheating. That was actually a very funny maneuver that you pulled last week. I did it to entertain. That was really well done. And I knew there'd be a little blowback, but I didn't believe that the fans would let me down as much as they let me down this week. Oh, they let me down. Here's oh, the yeah? results. What are, what are the results from last week? It's pulling up. Hey! <laughs> Six percent. I hope all you spoiled sports feel better about yourselves. Thank you very much for voting, Carl. Everybody and knows that the teacher put cockroaches and cum on his students is creepier. Vinny, you familiar with um, what VPNs are? You familiar with that? Anyway, I just want to thank everybody for voting. I really appreciate it. Don't let Vinny cheat ever again. I don't teach know what a lesson. What, what's a VPN? I don't know either. All right, so uh, what does that mean? Does that mean I get to go first? <laughs> Remember that bot farm, that guy who called in last week? So what does that, does that mean I'm going first, buddy? <laughs> you ready to get those things Uh-oh, Vinny looks very upset. He looks bewildered, befuddled. This week, our theme was picked by you, the listeners. It was suggested by Stupid Carl, the cheater. By the way, after the show last week, we said, what should the themes be? And I threw this out there, and you really liked it. So you put it on. And the people voted for it. It's ex-Howard Stern staffers. The creepiest ex-Howard Stern staffer. We have to make our arguments for this week. Now, we decided that was going to be a little bit of a broader, more vague category. Yes? What do you mean broader, more vague well, category? do they have to be an employee of the Howard Stern show? Well, it's an ex-staffer would imply that sure. it would be, be an employee. Isn't that the wording that you so, used? So, like, you can't pick whack pack. Right. Unless they worked for the channel. Right? Sure, sure. Or okay. the show. Yeah, which... I would say sour shoes. I think they have employed him. So I think there's some people who are kind of on that line. But uh, so Vinny's been bitching to me for the last 48 hours straight about how difficult this category is. When last week you were laughing about, oh, it's a great idea. Let's do it. And then the people voted for it. And now you've been nothing but complaining. And I think it's because 
I'm at game point. I'm a four to three with that victory from last week. This yeah. is game point. If I win this week, if you wonderful people who watch and listen to the creep off, if you vote for me this week, that means Vinny is spinning the wheel next week, which is the most exciting thing that happens on this show. Why wouldn't you want that to happen? Because the sweeter thing would be to see Carl finally actually get punished. Because you know what, folks? When Carl spun the wheel and had to make his OnlyFans page, yeah. why don't you ask him what a good job and how much effort he's put into doing his OnlyFans page? <laughs> There's not even a nipple on there, people. There's not even a nipple. There's you, not even a nipple. I am officially losing money on OnlyFans now because I just subscribed to Victoria. Vic has an Ew. OnlyFans account for 10 bucks a month <laughs> that I signed up for. <laughs> Ew, really? Yes. She drives a hard bargain. I wanted to watch her new stand-up, and that was the only way I could do it. So I had to pay that's for actually, it. Actually, she's a pretty good marketer. If that's how she figured to put on there was her stand-up. Correct. Wow. I'm not paying 10 bucks for her boobs. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even give her a dime for her elbow. So, Fair enough. We're going to start the creep off, and I guess you go first. Creepiest Howard Stern staffer, Carl. Ring that bell. All right. Let's get into it. Vinny, I have taken – I've done a lot of research – and I've decided on the creepiest ex-Howard Stern staffer. There's a lot of possibilities here. I mean, you got to think about stuttering John Melendez. That guy is a creep, right? You got to think about you got to think about Grillo. But didn't we say like uh, not counting stuttering John? Isn't that the probably? I, I think we've talked about stuttering John enough over the years. We probably don't need to do him. But I have picked. I have selected. I've been there. I got the T-shirt. Yes, I have selected. The biggest creep, and I have an amazing argument. Tim Sabian, after leaving the Howard Stern Show, gave Opie a job on Westwood One. End of story. All right, what do you got, Vinny? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't solid, have Tim Sabian. Solid point. I don't have Tim Sabian. My creep for ex-Howard Stern staffer is a guy named George Takei. And here's a CNN report. I want our buddy Creepy George is up to. All right, a new claim of sexual misconduct by a celebrity, legendary Star Trek actor and LGBT activist George Takei has been accused of sexual assault by a man who was an actor model in the 1980s. Scott Brunton tells CNN the alleged assault took place in 1981 at Takei's home when he was 23. Takei was in his 40s. Brunton says he felt like he was going to pass out after Takei served him two drinks in Star Trek glasses. He says he woke up with Takei on top of him, his pants down around his ankles, and Takei trying to take off his underwear. Basically. Oh, my. <laughs> back in the 80s, George Takei. Oh, I got that. Oh, my. Back in the 80s, George Takei, who's in his 40s at the time, makes a friend who's also a gay gentleman who's a young, aspiring actor. And, of course, who doesn't want to be hanging out with George Takei and uh, his who? I mean, he's bridge crew. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's on camera. Yeah. He's got a speaking role. Sure. So um, he takes him back to his apartment and for some reason drugs a gay man so that he passes out in a beanbag chair and then pulls his pants down. I've never heard of this before. I didn't know that you had to drug a gay man in order to get his pants off. Carl automatically takes his pants off whenever he sees a beanbag chair. Correct. Now, it's interesting that this story came out around 2017 around the same time as the whole Me Too movement and Kevin Spacey. And the reason why this guy finally came forward was because George Takei was on Howard Stern talking about Kevin Spacey and how terrible that was. And this guy's like, wait, what? Brunton says he decided to come forward after Takei uh, started in on Kevin Spacey over his sexual assault accusations or the allegations against Kevin Spacey, calling it, quote, a classic case 
a pot calling the kettle black. Or pot calling the kettle yellow. Anyway, either way, that kind of enraged this guy. He's like, really? You're calling out Kevin Spacey when you did the same thing to me. Now, what's interesting is that George Takei... On an episode of there Howard Stern. There was a Stern. bumblebee in his pants. I was trying to get it out. <laughs> George Takei was on Howard Stern. Now, he's the official Howard Stern announcer, if you didn't know that. Yes, he is. And he was on Stern before these allegations came out, talking about Kevin Spacey and forcefully going after people's genitalia like Kevin Spacey did. And George kind of incriminated himself in this clip that I'm about to play for you. And this came out and was all over the place. There is an irony about all of this, is there not, George? Well, it's a repetition, you know, because... All your years involved with cock, you never hassled anybody or grabbed their cock. You never grabbed cock. anybody by the cock. Yeah. Did you ever grab anyone by the cock against their will? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Well, they were different Have times. You, something? you never sexually harassed anyone. Hey, boner. <laughs> um. Have you? <laughs> oh my goodness you've got such a beautiful oh cock dear. All right, now what you're hearing there is Fred hitting drops of George Takei so it's a little bit confusing but basically as they're talking about this story with Kevin Spacey they say George Takei you're a gay man you've never attacked someone sexually and he's like oh well I mean who hasn't done that what are you talking about of course I have and uh he explains why he would do this and when this would happen. Well, they said no, of course. Right, yeah. Well, how else am I going to touch his cock? He yeah. said no. Uh, it's it's some people that are kind of um, um, skittish. Right. Uh, or maybe um, uh, afraid. And you're trying to persuade. But, you know. Do we need to call the police? <laughs> George, what are you talking about? Why would you say this on a national radio show? What were you thinking? He's like, well, sometimes people are reluctant to get their dick sucked by me, in which case I have to be a little bit more forceful. And I have to grab it and try to cram it into my mouth before they get away. I have to make sure that it happens. Wow. I've never heard that quip before. Oh, dude, it gets even better than that. He actually goes out, and this is before the allegations came out. They asked, did you do this at work? And he says, no, no, I would never do it at work. But you didn't do this grabbing at work. Oh, no, no, it wasn't uh, at work. Oh, good. <laughs> it was either well, in my home. Oh, okay. They came to my home. Well, that was right. an open invitation. So what do you mean? Like, there'd be some guy who was hesitating to have sex with you, and then you gave him a, a gentle uh, 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 squeeze on the on the balls or something? More than a gentle. <laughs> 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 George, what the fuck were you thinking? So he came out after these these uh, this audio leaked. I mean, not leaked. It's already out there. But somebody posted this. And he said, well, I play a character on the Howard Stern show. I'm just being the naughty grandpa character. This yeah, is not you took me. over for Al Lewis. Right. Could you imagine? You're talking about Howard Stern show. You've put it all out there. So he's talking about his sexual exploits. And he's making up that he raped people and molested people? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you play that character on the Howard Stern show? I'm just not buying it. Well, he is an actor. It's about choices. This he, was a wrong choice. A very, very this wrong was, choice. Yes, this was not the way to play the naughty grandpa character at all. Uh, George Decay, comment? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's getting it. So there's another thing that George Decay talked about on the Howard Stern show that, again shows the hypocritical nature of this Hollywood? specific gentleman. Yeah, in Hollywood and the LGBTQ community. But this is talking about when he was at camp and he was 13 years old, something that happened. 
How old were you at the time? I was 13. Yeah. And you, uh, what, you, you blew your counselor? Uh, no, I was very <laughs> young. Yes, and, uh, 13 is young. And yes. he, was, he was an older teenager. He was Go a ahead. camp counselor. Uh -huh. 19, would you say? Uh, he was about 18 or 19, yeah. yeah. And he was experienced. Yes. All right, so an 18 or 19-year-old guy had sex with a 13-year-old kid. Wasn't he, like, in the Japanese concentration camp? That's not, that's Is that not where the, he was? That's not when he was in the concentration camp. I'm asking. That's not know. the kind of camp this was. Well, he's bringing up <laughs> camp and rape, and I'm just putting two and two together, Carl. Fair enough. No, this isn't that. He was out on camp, and the counselor there had sex with them, and he was only 13 years old. Now, this, I believe, by the definition of the law, is rape. Yeah. Correct? I would say so, yes. He would be the victim in this case. But according to George Takei, there was... I held a phaser on him till he dropped his pants. <laughs> this was not molestation for one specific reason. <laughs> and you uh, sat there and he touched you and he did you feel... And, uh, did you feel... Were you molested in a sense because no, you were 13? Because no, I was kind of... Uh, Willing. You know, I thought he was pretty attractive. Oh, he was hot! All right, well, then it's okay. 18, 19-year-old guys can fuck 13-year-old kids as long as they're hot. So that's where Kevin Spacey got it wrong. I guess he wasn't hot enough to get away with it. Is this, this a is little hypocritical? That's really unbelievable. <laughs> that is, like, one of the craziest things <laughs> I've ever heard. Wow. All right, so for that reason, my creep for ex-Howard Stern staffer, it's George Takei. I can't wait to hear who you came up with because we have not exchanged names this week. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you. This is one of the first times we haven't actually like told each other, like given each other a clue. We tell a name yeah. for folks at home. We'll pull down the curtain. I will say this is the name of the person. I won't give you any more details than that just so we don't pick the same person. Correct. So my creep this week is Beth O. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh that would have been great. <laughs> I would have loved that. She's not an ex yet. My creep today is a gentleman that most Stern Show fans forgot. He was an employee of K-Rock Radio uh, and hosted the overnight show that led into Howard's show. My creep's name is Lee Morozak, also known as Crazy Cabby. Crazy Cabby. Crazy Cabby. Do you remember Crazy Cabby? This, this is a good character to for, pull. For those of you who don't remember him, he is a former military veteran. He claims to have been a member of the Special Forces, and he was stationed in the Persian Gulf and Panama. He claims to have killed three men during his service and has the number three tattooed on his neck in commemoration. Seems like a Ooh thing a normal person. My. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, he also played on George's team a little bit as well. And yes. that was a big part of the show. Like, And honestly, I'm not going to call that creepy. Lots of people are, you know, sexually fluid. That's not the creepy part here. Let's um, see that dick. Including yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not giving you any more ammo, motherfucker. I'm just keeping my mouth shut. He was in the military, and he was dishonorably discharged, and they tried really hard to find out what exactly happened to get him dishonorably discharged, Carl. Yep. And on March 23rd, 2001, they paid him $3,000 to finally reveal why Crazy Cabby was dishonorably discharged from the military. Here's the clip, and it's a little long. I apologize, but it's quite the listen. <laughs> All right. You got $3,000 now from i1.com, one of the greatest that. websites Bring on the planet. The That's out of the way. How come you got discharged from the Army? Basically what happened was uh, me and my friends, we used to we used to bang some chicks that would call up the CQ desk. The CQ desk would be the charge of quarters desk, you okay. know, where you have a guy guard the building, basically. So this one girl called up, and uh, 
we started uh, we started hanging out and going to party at her house. Well, it turned out her father was a uh, sergeant major in the Delta Force. Okay. The Delta Force being one step up from the Special Forces. These are guys that literally their job is to go and kill terrorists. So um, she would say, my dad's going to be gone from Friday uh, 6 p.m. to the next Wednesday. So we started going over there regularly and having group sex with her. Like right. Four, five, six, seven of us, whatever. Wait a did you hear that? Four, five, six, seven of these Army Special Forces guys were going over to a sergeant major's house and having group sex with his daughter. Yeah. Let me continue. All right. I, I, can I just say? Yeah. This is where taking turns is probably a good idea. Absolutely. Like, just give me a time slot and I'll show up. Right. I, I don't need to be there when you guys are there. Half past eight. I'll see you then. <laughs> right. There was six guys and one girl? Yes. He came home a day early and we were... Doing his and when we used to do her, she used to say, "Yeah, do me, daddy." So that kind of freaked us out. This particular girl, who, by the way, turned out to be seventeen. <laughs> oh, no. Do you Whoops. hear that laugh? Ha 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 ha! You just admitted to raping a minor. Correct. With six of your other army buddies. You wonder guy. why the guy got discharged from the military, Carl? Wow. Did you know that, Carl? So. By the way, I want to point out, 17 is a minor in some areas. In our state, in New York, they're not a minor. Well, I don't know where he was when this happened. There were some other issues that were going on as well. There was also video of uh, another person on uh, another member of the military's wife doing things with these men, and they were all dishonorably discharged, apparently. I don't know the entire story. All I know is that they were having group sex with a 17-year-old daughter of a hero, yeah. of a guy who goes out and kills terrorists. Right. He comes home to find his daughter just being fucked by subordinates. Yeah. Could you? How would you feel, Carl? I. It's the exact reason why I don't have any daughters, that I know how I would feel, and it would be murderous rage is but, the answer to that. He worked for K-Rock, I told you that. So yes. he... He's kind of a part of the show. He worked the overnight shift that led into the Howard Stern show. And because he was there and he was like such a weird dude, um, they would kind of bring him in and he would do like little things here and there. Yeah, he was on all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it turned out that part of the issue here was that he was a, uh, a crackhead. Did you know he was doing the crack cocaine? Yep. Yep. You knew about the crack cocaine? Yeah. So apparently he was not a very easy guy to have around the office. Well, when your nickname is Crazy Cabby, it's not because you're mild-mannered. Correct. Uh, here is a clip of Gary breaking down some of the chaos. Now, Gary is talking in terms of this is alleged, but here's just a few, a list of things from Gary that were going on uh, around the time that uh, Cabby actually relapsed while he was working at k -Rock. One of the rumors was that somebody had been breaking into offices and stealing tickets. Ah. Right? They think... So, of course, all fingers went to Cabby. That, okay. Cabby, he did, yeah, well, that never happened before Cabby came in. I know. There's always stuff missing from the stage. Uh, have you been stealing from the offices? No. And uh. that was one of the things they pointed right at me. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I've done a lot of things in my life. I'm not a thief. Uh. But I did fuck my boss's daughter with a bunch of my buddies. All right. All right yeah, what else are the rumors? Uh, one of the rumors was that um, crack dealers were calling Kane's cell phone looking for Cabby. <laughs> <laughs> Of um, uh, that he that he was hassling some of the female interns. That was right. another rumor. Right. One of the so hassling female interns. Yeah. Uh, tickets to concerts from the radio station are going missing. Allegedly, we don't oh, know. Well, there's but, there's a whole lot longer clip about how I like though that um, the the crack dealers are calling him, 
That's when you know someone has a problem. Like, usually you have to call your drug dealer in order to get drugs. They're like, we haven't heard from you in like a few hours. What's well, going on? You, you need some more or not? What's up? Here's the thing. The Stern Show got him promoted around this time. So he was doing afternoons with a guy named Kane. Yes. And it was Kane and Cabby, whatever, in the afternoon. Yeah. And the crack dealers were calling Kane his co-host. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? So... Not a good guy to have around the office. Can we agree? Uh, I would agree with that. Okay. Yes. We're going to keep going. We're going to move on to 2005 and your best friend in the world, Stuttering John. Mm-hmm. Well, Cabby and Stuttering John decided they were going to have themselves a boxing match. Yes. Now, Cabby, a former member of the military, challenged Stuttering John to a boxing match. And because this was done on pay-per-view and on live at the Trump Taj Mahal, ticket sales netted both competitors, John and Cabby, both got $100,000 for this. This is the most annoying thing. They did it on pay-per-view. This is the most annoying thing that Cabby's ever done because John won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. He's so proud of himself. And, uh, this was a boring boxing match. And uh, here is a clip of the finish of the uh, results. All three judges are unanimous. The winner, stu, stu, stuttering. Wow. I told you, Robin. I told you guys. I kick his ass. I told you. Stuttering John, a man, a hundred pounds less than Cabby, silenced Cabby. A hundred pounds less than. He's a former special forces member of the military who had three fucking kills. Couldn't beat up stuttering John. Have you seen that fight? All they did was hug each other. I don't know if there was a a, even a a single punch that landed. It was the worst boxing match ever. It was such a letdown. It was absolutely. But here's the thing: they both got a hundred thousand dollars, Carl. Yeah. Well, and and I'm sure that they both invested that money very well, and that they're not broke these days. Well, asking for five dollar super chats, right? (laughs) (laughs) Loser, (laughs) cabby, you loser. Uh, Well, the problem was that our friend Lee bragged quite a bit about not paying taxes on the money. Yeah, by the way, if you're going to not pay taxes, don't brag about it. Keep it to yourself. Now, uh, during this time, this gets reported to the IRS, and as you know, that they are not uh, the friendliest people when it comes to these things. Um, And he was found guilty of uh, tax evasion, and he was going to be sentenced to prison. Yeah. And instead of just saying, yeah, I did it, trying to work out a deal... Cabby decided to check himself in a, into a mental institution to pretend that he was crazy. No, he was crazy. He said on air that he wasn't paying his taxes. That's not someone who knows what the fuck they're doing in life. Well, That's a crazy person. This is a, a clip from the Stern Show from like a week or two before he was to be sentenced. And he is standing outside of a mental hospital and he claims this. No, oh, man, you're acting so mental. Dude, pornography was talking to me. It was a... Yeah, I can't explain it. Are you- okay. He's claiming he's that again. porn is talking to him, yeah, that he faking. was having conversations with dead rock stars. All yeah, right, he's faking it. Yeah. And he was just standing out there like, yeah, I'm just waiting for them to give me a bed. I'm just standing out here. So he gets sentenced to one year in prison, Carl. Okay. Okay. After he gets out of jail, Howard still, even though he was at Sirius now, got Cabby a job back at K-Rock doing overnights, kind of where he started. Now... Cabby then went on as a guest to promote a new product uh, on Stern's show, right? The product was called Fat Burning 157 Ignite. 
he went to Stern's show to talk about this product. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that Howard said is, you're in here for a weight loss drug? You, what are you? You're the fattest I've ever seen you. <laughs> the dude weighed 310 pounds. <laughs> and he's going in there talking about this weight loss thing. And he's like, no, I'd be way fatter, you know, if I uh, wasn't on it. So it's always the fat people who who plug the diet shit though. It's like always Oprah Winfrey or someone. You're like, should a skinny person be telling me how to lose weight? Call me Jenny Craig. <laughs> Would that make you more out. sense? No, exactly right. <laughs> And this, like, you would wait to see the results before you hire the guy to be your spokesperson, wouldn't you think? You would think. You would want to hire a fat person who used the product and got the weight down. Not a fat person who's still fucking fat. By the way, it's very difficult to be a fat person who's also a crackhead. You really have to eat through a lot to make that happen. Like, I'm not even hungry. I haven't been hungry in days, but I'm still going to eat. Exactly right. So guess what happens after this? Uh... A $100 million lawsuit is filed from this company who claims that because of this appearance on the show, Howard Stern cost them 20% of their business, that their business went down 20% because of this interview. So at this point, Howard's like, fuck this guy. Yeah. I, I just, what the, the fuck ass. with this guy? He is just always a fucking problem. Yeah. Well, Carl, the problems didn't stop there. Because Jesus, after this. You did too much research, right, Fred? This is my favorite part of this. After he gets thrown off the show, it surfaces that in 2001, according to an article on AVN, Howard Stern, I'm going to read it to you. Howard Stern personality, Crazy Cabby, is in talks with several adult studios to release explicit sex footage videotaped in Stern's K-Rock studio <laughs> in 2001 and 2002. <laughs> Howard's not going to like this! Although Stern does not appear anywhere in the video, the sex tape features several well-known porn stars. Uh, it's close to eight hours of footage with sexual and non-sexual performances by Cabby, B. Frost, Ron Jeremy, Tabitha Stevens, Taylor Wayne, Christy Lake, and others. Yeah, Howard's a bit of a germphobe. I don't think he's going to want a lot of porn stars up on his desk and console. There are scenes inside the K-Rock studios on Howard's desk. They oh actually come on Howard's chair. Oh, boy. And a chair in the green room where a famous guest sat the very next day. <laughs> It's funny, too, because I remember when Howard used to come in and be like, who's been messing with my board? My compression is all off. Why do I have to reset this every single day? It's like, I think it might have been a porn star's vagina that actually um, moved that knob a little bit. One of the porn stars <laughs> put Howard's megaphone in her asshole. <laughs> he used to use that every day, too. Rod <laughs> Jeremy rubbed his balls on Howard's mic. Jesus Christ. They fuck all over the office in the green room, and there's a lot of footage shot, and uh, there's music from <laughs> Slipknot and Alien Ant Farm. Cabby. Advanced- Wait, why did you include the who cares what the soundtrack was? I don't why did know, you it's just in the article. Uh, <laughs> so, this never gets released, obviously, but Ron Jeremy confirmed it in his book that this really did happen. Yeah. And uh, right now, apparently... Cabby is living somewhere. He has a debilitating disease. He could barely walk, and he's been like in a wheelchair for a long time. So, if I got any of this wrong, Cabby, I'm sorry. Uh, good luck to you, buddy. I hope you feel better. But uh, thank you for providing such a stellar, stellarly creepy career, so that I can explain to people that you are way creepier than George Takei. Like George Takei <laughs> would still get invited to barbecues. Cabby, maybe not so much. All right, I I want to commend you on the research that you did because up until like an hour and a half ago you still weren't sure who you were doing correct so i didn't think you were going to put any effort into this at all so i remember what i said to you just show up a little bit late Vinny takes this shit very seriously he does not want to lose this week you can tell folks that was impressive let's tie this up let's make next week the ultimate tiebreaker 
Okay. Oh my! Do not vote for Carl this week. Vote for <laughs> George Decay is the creep. We all know it, but it was a good effort, though, Vinny. I, I feel like you deserve a couple of extra votes just for the effort that you put into it. Congratulations! Can't wait to see you spin the wheel on next week's show. Do we get any uh, voicemails or emails or anything coming? We only through? got we got one. Well, we got two this week. Okay. Uh, if anybody could translate this, please let me know. All right. Oye, escúcheme, coño, ustedes están locos para la pinga, mierda. Ustedes están locos, bro. El podcast está de pinga, bro. Yep, that was one of our voicemails. I think that's a wrong number, buddy. Let's... No, they said podcast in there. There was yeah. something okay. There's something positive. <laughs> okay. If somebody could translate, let me know if that was the wrong number. I'd really appreciate it. I'd be it. interested to know myself. And uh, this one came in from our favorite friend uh, who's been uh, killing it on the Reddit page lately. Our friend, Imbecile Wilhelm. Yes. Imbecile here. I have two things to say. First, Vinny, stop saying creepos. Anyone who dislikes a Simpsons reference, i.e. creeperinos, is a Nazi. Everybody knows that even Lenny Dykstra hated the Simpsons. (laughs) Number two. Scum Parade theme is awful. Oh, Go back to Cheap Trick. Okay. The new one takes too long to get started. (laughs) It rambles. It is awful. (laughs) Oregon! 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 Thank you, Imbecile. Imbecile uh, put a Photoshop together. That's in the subreddit for the creep off. That's fucking hilarious. It's you dressed up as the Hamburglar stealing votes, which is amazing. I really appreciate you defending me there. Do you know what you said to defend me? I said that there's a better chance of anybody stealing hamburgers than votes. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> but why not both? Is also possible. Also correct. You know what's funny? I was actually going to play the older Scum Parade song today but now that imbecile has come out and said he doesn't like the new one i feel like now i have to play that one D- hit it up let's do it well in the middle of the night and the early morning light you can see these are creeps from miles away they'll be banging their kids and banging siblings driving up a grid with children on board watch out for the Rambles, it makes a lot of good points in there. That is a great theme, and I love it. It makes a lot of good points. All right, uh, you ready to start off the sum parade this week, Carl? Where are we going, Vinny? Connecticut, son. Let's do it. Jerry David Thompson, 42 years old, is in custody on $2 million bail. Why is that? Well, there was an issue with his roommate, Victor King. Thompson had recently moved into a vacant bedroom in King's home. King called the police on Saturday, July 25th, to report that Thompson was threatening him with a samurai sword. Yeah. Now, we've discussed this before. You don't need to have a samurai sword. The only reason people have a samurai sword is because they're looking for a problem. Am I wrong? Well, I, it doesn't say who owns the samurai sword. I'm assuming that this guy, Victor, Victor King, who rented out this bedroom, had it in his house. Okay. Right? Which is, a, if you're going to rent out a room to strangers, having a deadly weapon in said house, terrible idea. 
Not a good move. Not a good move. Well, threats came after King asked Thompson to move out for not paying rent. Uh, the next day, King's neighbor asked Hartford police to conduct a house call after not hearing from King. Hartford police said they had to break in the door to enter the home. Inside, they saw King's dead body covered by numerous articles of bedding. Police said that there were severe injuries to King's arms, upper chest, and neck, and said that he had been flat-out decapitated. Yeah, that's the most important injury, by the way. Yep. Yeah, did you see that gouge on his arm? Wow, he really got his bicep good. Oh, yeah, his, head, his head's off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where did his neck go? <laughs> uh, by the way, I have audio from the actual attack. Did you know that somebody was there? Recording the attack? No, this is an exclusive. Yes, this is audio from that attack with the samurai sword. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were to go Belushi. Like yeah. old school Belushi SNL. Too, too obvious. Ninja too Turtles, obvious. baby. I love it. Yep. We'll go with it. So investigators caught up with Thompson at the entrance to Kenny Park. They took him into custody while searching the park. Uh, investigators found a white sword sheath in the woods and then found the samurai sword. They said they also found paper in his glove box of his Jeep that Thompson had been driving that described Thompson as a sovereign citizen. Uh, those are people who do not see themselves as having to be subjected to any governmental laws. So I think sovereign citizens are fucking fascinating. Yeah. I told you this, right? Sure. So this guy thinks that no laws apply to him. So it's like, oh, of course. Why do I have to pay rent? Why does my roommate have to keep his head? Laws don't apply to me. Well... I want to point out the way this was written was they found the paper in the glove box of the Jeep that he had been driving. Not the Jeep that he owns, not his Jeep, the one that he had been driving. Well, we don't know that. And I'm guessing this guy doesn't pay for anything. I'm guessing this samurai store takes care of things. He goes to the dealership. He's like, I'll be driving this Jeep. They're like, yes, you will. Have take it. It's all yours. Go ahead. Could very well be. So that is Jerry David Thompson. He's in prison, $2 million bail, Victor King missing his head still. By the way, never you, you can't murder someone cleanly with a samurai sword. It's always going to be messy. Depends on the sword. It's going to be very difficult to get away with that Depends one. on the sword. All right. Vinny sounds like he knows something. He sounds like he has experience in this. Oh, you're going to find out. We'll see how the vote goes this week. All uh, right. Okay. Ominous. Uh, Ohio. <laughs> yep. A gunman opened fire on a house on West 21st Street in Lorraine. Uh, late last month, killing a two-year-old girl and wounding two adults inside the home. Police quickly identified a person of interest in this, triple in this triple shooting, and it led them to question a friend of one of the potential suspects. Investigators say 26-year-old Jocelyn Wright provided an alibi for the suspect that turned out to be false. Wright was charged with obstructing official business. Police say Wright then gave investigators permission to check her cell phone in the search for any communication with this murder suspect. So basically, she's lying to cover up for her friend who allegedly shot three people through a house. She gives her phone to the police. Well, <laughs> when the police go through her phone, they find videos on the phone that uh, took this investigation into a different direction. Am I wrong, Carl? When the police ask, can we look through your phone? The answer is always no. Always. It's always no, nothing good comes out of that. They're not like, wow, you, you deserve some type of award for your courage. This is amazing what we found on your phone. Well, Wright was a caregiver at the Main Street Care Center in Avon Lake, with basically with senior citizens. Yeah. Uh, while they looked through her phone, disturbing photos of patients naked, lying on the floor, patients that have appeared to have been falling back from their wheelchairs, basically people upside down, patients on the toilet, and just terrible photos, just all in this woman's cell phone. Could you imagine you go to see your grandma in the nursing home 
And she's pointing out a specific nurse and saying, that's the one who took my clothes off and tipped me over in the wheelchair and then took photos. Like, okay, Grandma. So, sorry, ma'am. She's off her meds. I apologize. No, no, she she really did. And then she raped me. And then the plunger was in my asshole. Okay, Grandma, calm down. You're, you're going a little bit too far here. You lost me a visiting Grandma. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, so she is in quite a bit of trouble. Uh, and they're looking to find out if she should face criminal charges for her conduct at this nursing home. I'm going with yeah. So I want to ask this because it's not a glamorous job to work in a nursing facility. You don't make a lot of money. It's very difficult. So you're saying you can't torture the patients? Then what's the point? What's the? There's no perks at all? Like, what, what can you do? Why would you work in a place like this? Solid point. I feel like... Maybe it's to do good for the community and to treat these seniors and give them, like, the last bits of their lives dignity. I think the only crime here is stupidity. Why take pictures of this? Why do you need evidence that you're an asshole? Solid point. Now, uh, our next creep is... Can we also point out that she's friends with the guy who shot and killed a two-year-old and was trying to help him cover up for that? Yes. That's a fucking crazy, that's a crazy part of the story. It, it's kind of like just brushed past. By the way, the reason why we found this is because there's a guy who shot into a house, killed a two-year-old. Anyway, we found on her phone, like, whoa, whoa. I I don't know many people who have murdered a two-year-old with a gun. Yeah. And, and if I did people, know them, I'm not lying for them to the police. I don't even hang out with them anymore. Yeah. I've distanced myself. Yeah, we were at McDonald's. What? <laughs> that's that, part, that part of the story is insane. I got to tell you. I, I, I say this every week. I don't read articles like this. It's not my thing. Every time you send me this shit and I read it, I'm blown away that this exists in the world. That's the point of the show, folks. <laughs> I, I sleep very little these days. Virginia. Ibrahim Bawachi. I don't know how to say this last name, but he's a piece of shit. I so. couldn't wait for you to try, though. When I saw this, I'm like, why did he pick this story? I would never even pick this story. Because this story's insane. I can't pronounce this, this name. This story is crazy. We'll just call him Ibrahim. Okay. He was indicted last year on charges that included rape, strangulation, and abduction. He was jailed without bond in Alexandria. The victim testified against him in Alexandria District Court in December. When the pandemic hit, his lawyers argued that he should be freed awaiting trial because the virus endangered both inmates and their attorneys. Good! Good! The inmates and the attorneys are the people who I want to be hurt by the virus! Fuck that, your lawyer. That, Fuck those, your lawyer. Those are specifically the people that we want to die from COVID-19. Good. Right. Well, the court didn't see it that way. He was released on a $25,000 bond over the objections of the prosecutor. Circuit cut court judge Nolan Dawkins released him on the condition that he only leave his Maryland home to meet with his lawyers or for uh, pretrial service officials. He so also, basically, he's on house arrest. Also, in this uh, this judge's defense, he explicitly said that he should not, under any circumstances, go murder someone. I, I'll, I'll let you out because COVID's bad, but you got to do me a favor here. You got to do me a solid. No murdering people. Well, the guy was like, no worries, judge. I got you, bro. After he was released, he tracked down the victim, his victim from December, and uh, fatally shot the woman in late July. Oh, boy. So they let him out, and then he went and found the woman who testified against him that caused this whole thing and him to go into prison. Basically, the woman that he raped. Jeez, I I wonder why rape victims don't like to uh, testify against their accusers. It's almost like it's uh, 
dangerous. Well, or... it's because they like to seek attention, Carl, is what I've heard. <laughs> right. It's all about attention Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is a, a serious failing by our court system. Correct. This is, this is impressively bad. So she's dead. Federal marshals are trying to hunt this guy down. They spotted him and they pursued him. I guess it was a car chase. He crashed a vehicle and, a, and then apparently shot himself in the head. He's still in critical condition. Yeah, he's he, not dead. He didn't kill himself. He's no. not good at anything. But he still shot himself. I don't know if he meant to shoot himself either. Like, they don't tell you. Like, he might have accidentally like, tried to pull the gun to go try to shoot at the cops or something and accidentally shot himself. We don't know yet. Police said the woman was a native of Venezuela and did not have family in this country. The Washington Post reported that very little information about her was available. The Associated Press does not identify victims who've been assaulted. So we don't know who this woman is. God rest her soul. This is a fucking terrible situation. This guy, I hope he does die. I hope he fucking gets the COVID in his wounds. In his gunshot wound. I hope it's filled with COVID. By the way, a lot of inmates have been released because they're concerned about COVID-19. So we'll be doing these stories for a while. I hope not. Yep. I that feel like we'll really be sad. reading a lot of these stories. Well, I think there's a theme to this week's Creep Off, and it's uh, law enforcement letting us all down. <laughs> yes, agreed. Utah. University of Utah student Lauren McCluskey, 21, went to campus cops in October of 2018 because she was terrified of her twisted ex, Melvin Rowland, a 37-year-old sex offender who was blackmailing her and would later kill her. Okay? While he was supposed to be helping her, university police officer Miguel Darris kept explicit photos of McCluskey, bragging to colleagues that he could look at them whenever he wants. <laughs> Sounds like a simp. Hey, I got photos of naked girls on my phone. <laughs> so she goes, to the, she goes to the campus police because she's worried for her fucking life. Correct. And this guy's blackmailing her with fucking sex pictures or whatever. Yep. And this guy's like, you got the pictures? Yep. <laughs> like, we're going to need that for official police evidence. Yeah, man. we're going to need this for the file. So yep. uh, uh, this fucking guy. So an investigation concluded. Uh, according to the Salt Lake Tribune, the paper which first revealed the scandal, that Darris showed them off to at least three male colleagues, with the other officers saying he was, quote, lucky to work a case with such a cute girl. Was this before she was murdered by this guy or after? Before. Okay. So in other words, what he should have been doing was trying to protect this woman and making sure that nothing escalated sure. in this sexploitation scenario. Well, just nine short days later... Uh, after she reported the case to Darris, McCluskey was shot dead by Roland, who then killed himself the same day. And the, the parents asked the police officer, how did you allow our daughter to be murdered by Roland? And his answer was, I was jerking off to her nudes. Did you see this? Who has the time? Balls fucking deep, this guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, he was fired. By the way, this entire article was a cock tease because I was just waiting for there to be a link like, and see these photos here. Like, what, what are these photos? I want to know what they look. Oh, come on. Yeah, but they did have to le leak the photos from the nursing home. We got to look at those, but we can't see the Ugh. hot girl sucking dick. Seriously. Fuck us. So <laughs> once again, we hear the creeps. Like, it always turns into this. We can't get through a single creep off. The conclusions drawn of the DPS report are inconsistent with the high expectations and standards placed upon our officers by the community and our department, uh, Logan City Police Chief Gary Jensen said. So he's fired. Further uh, criminal charges might happen, but fuck, man. Dude, this officer is still a cop. He got no, he's hired. fired now. He got hired by the Logan Police Department 85 miles away from there. 
I did not see that part. Are How the police not doing background checks? Is it that easy to become a cop? Maybe showed him the pictures. Oh, he, he did have the pictures. He's like, listen. That's a good point. Listen, look at this. <laughs> look at this. 21-year-old co-ed. Am yeah. I right, people? You see this? How was I supposed to know the guy was really going to kill her? Right. If you were hitting that, would you kill her? I wouldn't. I don't think he was hitting that anymore. I think that was the problem. Yeah. So that's this week's scum parade, Carl. That was a scummy scum parade. It certainly was. Well done, Vinny. What a scummy episode. So remember, everybody, vote for Crazy Cabby this week at thecreepoff.com. If you vote at thecreepoff.com, you want to vote for George Decay, and the reason why you want to do that is because, A, he's a creep, but, B, it's because that would mean that next week's episode, Vinny is spinning the wheel of consequences. We are on game point. People, do not let me down. Do you realize that Carl lost the last round, and he's not done anything that remotely resembles a fucking consequence? He has skated by... <laughs> And fucking just laughed in all of your faces. I stood in public with stuttering fucking John's head on my chest in front of hundreds of people. We all agreed on what the Wheel of Consequence would have on it, baby. Yeah, but you you barely posted on your thing. You've done nothing with it. And all that's on there are pictures of me. <laughs> I know. That's what I love about it. I mean, there there is a live Peapod. Yes, there is a live we Peapod do have on that. Only fans. So uh, what I'm excited about, though, the... The next time we spin the wheel, we'll be live on YouTube. We do this on YouTube live now. Yep, yep. There'll be video of this. You there can watch us spin the wheel and see this happen in real time. We'll probably spin it like three or four times so we get the thing that we want. We'll fix it in post. But you'll get to see us spin the wheel yeah, live baby. on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, we added some things. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to buy the semenolo- autographed copy of the semenology book. Correct. Somebody yeah. wanted us to actually create one of the cocktails. Oh, fuck that person. <laughs> Fuck that person. Uh, go have dinner at Tom Meyer's restaurant and fucking wherever. That was insane. Uh, and that one also, is so insane. It's going to take me a while to get a, a flight down there. The other fun one was uh, we have to buy Stuttering John's autobiography and write a book report about it. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's so fun. There's lots of terrible things on this wheel. I don't want to spin it. I think you all want Carl, too. He's the worst. I think you all know it. But we'll be back next week. If you want to leave us a voicemail, the number is 585-371-8108. You can email us anytime at thecreepoffpod at gmail.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter so you could vote in next week's poll as to what type of creep we feature at creepoffpod on Twitter. And send us suggestions of what what the theme should be. Yeah. And uh, check out the subreddit and the uh, Discord. They're having a lot of fun on there. The Discord is the WATP Discord. We have a creepoff channel. And the subreddit is its own subreddit. Yeah, I don't understand how any of that works. Cool. Uh, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Gagia! Sleep well, everybody. It's the creep off.